Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. You know, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo press now eight. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. All right, welcome back, Rage Nation. We're here with Pete, Chris, and John for another round. But not another round of airing grievances. No, no more grievances. Bullshit. Well, maybe some. <laughs> <laughs> Starting the year fresh. Well, what we are going to talk about the new year is we did want to, you know, be a little more positive in this episode. We want to talk about some things that Steamforge got right. So we're going to kind of do some mentioning of some good things. And we are also going to talk about a new topic for our get good. Our get good segment. Yeah, get good. <laughs> just get, just getting good. Getting good. And then we have probably my favorite captain of the week that we have ever done. We're doing veteran Captain Salt. Yeah, a captain that never gets any love on podcasts. <laughs> or never gets played. Okay. Never gets any love on the, on the pitch either. Dude, people should totally play him. He seems like a ton of fun. All right, so before we get into our topics, do we have any news, anything Steamforge put out? Anything you guys want to share before we get into the meat and potatoes? Has Steamforge Nothing put from anything Asheville. out? Not really. They've been kind of on a holiday, so. All right, they've been doing what we've like, been doing. They've been drinking and like, bringing in the new year. Yeah, for example, I mean, I had, like a lot of people, my order briefly got messed up by Steamforge from the holiday sale, and I put in basically like an email saying, hey, I need to get this fixed, and it, they just recently responded to that, so I think they're just starting to get back into the swing of things, and probably got a whole bunch of emails they have to answer about screwed up orders. Yeah, they're probably hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were drunk while they were shipping out all that Black Friday stuff. I thought we were talking about what Steamforge got right today. Okay, well, I mean, we're just be fucking positive. Did they put did they put anything out? And okay, so here, this is how you put a positive spin on it because I'm Mister Positivity. So, (laughs) hey, Steamforge sent me an additional package where I got three free models. All right, sweet, yeah, good deal. Something else that I did want to kind of mention, just because there's a lot of tournaments that are going to be popping up here and there in the United States. Of course, there's a bunch of tournaments always in England and other places around the world. But in the U.S., Bourbon Trail Open, they just had a spot open up for that. So if you're interested in that tournament, it's going to be in a distillery, going to be a lot of fun, and they have a spot opened up for it. So if you're kind of on the fence for it and you want to get into that tournament, I would you know go ahead and get signed up for it. Yeah. I, know, I know John and I are going to it. Chris should pull that spot. I can't. No, <laughs> too can't, broke. Can't never. Just can. not the time of the year for me. Yeah, this is the solar man's poor time. Yes. Yeah. So Bourbon Trail's got a couple spots open. Get on the waiting list, even if that one spot gets filled up, because th- there's always people that are to drop. It just it always happens. On top of that, some other tournaments that are going on. Uh, there's been there's a team tournament that's up in New York. I want to say I'm not gonna. I, I can't pull the date up right now, but. There's a team tournament up in New York City that seems like a pretty good time. I know Jacob from 
the podcast that is no longer living is helping put all that together. That should be a pretty good, nice little team tournament for people to go to. And team tournaments are really, really fun. So I would encourage definitely getting signed up for that. Yeah, the uh, the STC should be um, should be announced soon. I think uh, it's going to be in Atlanta this year. Yeah, and Atlanta is a great. Play. Yeah, I was going to say Atlanta is a great city, and hopefully that'll allow you know it. it to be easier for some people around the country and maybe some international guests to uh, maybe maybe come and check it out. Ooh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I mean it'll be third the third annual Southeastern Team Championship sometime this summer again. Yep. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun. Very competitive. Had some really really good players there. And of course, the last tournament that I'm going to kind of shout out for us is Old Jake's. How's that? And Spring Fling. Those two tournaments are coming up pretty soon here. So just kind of be on the lookout for those, get signed up, lots, lots of good swag, lots of good people, and just some really good times. So I'll put all the information for those tournaments in the notes, just so if people want to get signed up, they can go ahead and check it out. Nice. Last bit of news that we got to do, and I know you guys forgot about this, is we have to pick our airing of grievances winners. We didn't get as many replies. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple that I'll share with you guys, and uh, we'll go ahead and we can just do this right on the air and just have you guys kind of pick right, which I, ones you two like since you two are picking them. I had a leader, but I, I got to check and make sure there weren't any others after. I got three grievances from Twitter, and if it doesn't top the ones that you guys like, we can go with those ones. We got one. This is from Brad Moreland. He said that my guild ball grievance is from 2018 is that I told a great story about beating the creators of their own game at their own game with Ox, who I've been playing since the game started, for a chance to win a SteamCon Ox card and didn't win. Well, um, see, that was... Although that was a good story, there were other good stories, and that was kind of more about him winning a filet model before it was released. So yeah. I was kind of like, yeah, is this an Ox story or a filet story? That's That's the reason why I didn't pick it, but... So that, so that was Brad's grievance. Uh, another grievance from Michael is that he doesn't get to play the game anymore. Apparently, it's just new work schedule, hard to get out for weekly games. He tries to get one tournament in when he can, and that's that's definitely a, definitely a grievance I would have if I couldn't play this game that much. Sounds like one of John's grievances. Yeah, I think... Uh, is, that all, is that all off Twitter? Yeah, that's it. I just got... That was the same guy, so... Well, some guy that's named it. JMR complained his grievance was Chris Yin... Chris Ewan, whoever, I don't know who that is, Chris Ewan, Ewan whoever that is, he, <laughs> Chris uh, he, he uh, only wants to win the sportsmanship award at tournaments. That was his grievance. <laughs> See, his grievance is that I'm too good of a sport. No, I you're think not. That I'm a, that you're I, no, I'm a good guy. No, it. I'm a good guy. That's what I'm hearing. No, and he didn't, he didn't go in detail because I was there and I listened to Chris go, hey, at least after the game, did you have a good time playing me? Wasn't I fun to play? Hey, hey, did you have a good time? Hey, hey. It's like you're hey, molesting your are you, opponents. Are you having fun? Are you, yeah, are you having was, a good good experience? It was weird and creepy. <laughs> so congratulations, <laughs> JMR. Mike Rhodes, he gets a card. <laughs> All right, Chris, and who are you picking for your grievance that you uh that you like? No, uh, let's see here. Okay, well I'll let you guys I'll let you guys pick. There were two that I thought were pretty good. One was from Neil Burns, and he told this story about how he had his models like primed and like he was ready to 
paint this checkerboard pattern like he, he masking taped off all these little squares on an Averson yeah. Green model. Then it sounds like tried to hit it with spray paint, I'm, I, I'm guessing. Is that... Am I reading this right? He tried to like hit no, it with I, spray paint and like blew off I all the masking it, tape. What I thought happened is that when he pulled up the masking tape, it pulled up some of the paint for the checker that he was doing. Oh. Okay, so that sucks. And then... Another one that I just thought was hilarious. <laughs> this guy said, and this is the one that I think is leading it for me. Um, Ty Volpo. I, I, I don't know if that's how you say his last name. He said, and this has like nothing to do with Gil Ball. My fuck stick roommate ate my last cannoli and left a container full of old whipped cream for me to find instead. <laughs> <laughs> to which I responded, we were thinking a little more guild ball related, but that's a legitimate grievance. And then he yeah, responded yeah. and said, well, he also dropped my metal vial swarm and broke it off the base the other day. So he's 0 for 2 at least. I, I think that guy's got like some grievances that are right up our alley. So I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning toward him, but I don't know. What do you think? I think he wins because the, the use of fuck stick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a good way to go. So yeah, we'll, we'll go with Ty. So... Ty and Mike, I guess we're going to need to get some uh, addresses from you and we'll get out some cards to you. Just to let you know, uh, we still haven't, we just wanted to make one trip to the, uh, out to the post office. And so we're waiting till, or fewer trips. So we're waiting till we get like a pack of cards (laughs) to all be sent out at once. And so we have not sent them out from the. He was just lazy and he didn't send out the other cards yet. That's all that is. Jesus, I would come on, Steamforged. Come on, Steamforged. I mean, hey, Chris. at least people are fucking used to it, okay? Chill the fuck out. <laughs> Steamforged has already prepared people for this well, experience. And and Chris was even saying, he was like, well, you want to know what? At least I was smart and didn't do you know what Steamforged did, and I never gave a date. So I don't I promise release dates. <laughs> that, that always turns out to be a shit show. But no, like no, we, we, we'll get these out, and... Uh, that way we have kind of a batch of, you know, four cards to send all in one shot, and we'll get those out to you guys. All right, so that's as much of the news as I have, unless you guys have something else you randomly just thought of. Get into it. So... Are we going to get good gonna, first? I think we should get good first. Okay, let's get good. I'm ready. So, we talk, and a lot of people talk about the competitive scene a lot of times of Gill Ball, and, you know... Yeah, like if every you, podcast. If that's, yeah, if that's what you're all about, that's fine. And I see. I think something that we try to do that's a little different is we try to cater to the everyman, right? We're trying to, you know, just say what's on our mind, what are we thinking, what are some fun things that we do. And you want to know what, if it's not popular or if that's not the competitive meta, we don't really give a shit. So <laughs> looking at it, getting the get good corner, what are some things you guys have done in your meta to keep it fun for those people that maybe aren't super competitive or what do you do to have fun for yourself when you're kind of tired of just doing tournament lists and practice and stuff? Uh, well, with our guys, we played yesterday. The first thing I do when we're just having fun and trying to chill is I get rid of the clock. Yep. Cause I think the clock is stressful and it's something else to worry about. If you're, and if you're not practicing for a tournament or something, there's no reason to have it. Just play and have fun. Yeah, unless you play against somebody that's going to be like playing a seven-hour game and you're not done until like 5 a.m. in the morning, 
I mean, I would definitely put that person <laughs> on the clock. But just, you know, a fun game where you're drinking beer, hanging out for, you know, four, five, six hours, whatever, and the time doesn't really matter. I definitely agree. Just clock doesn't even matter. Yeah, right into my second point. Add beer. If you're of age, beer definitely is also something you can, you know, have fun with when you're playing Guild Ball. And I'd, I don't know if it's just Guild Ball. I've tried to drink when I've played other games, and it wasn't a good fit. Like, for example, we were over at one of our buddies Evan's house one time, and we were getting a little sauced, and we were trying to play Axes and Allies. That is a game that doesn't work drinking. <laughs> Beer definitely is, you know, fun, a fun environment in Guild Ball. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's because it goes back and forth. You know, it's very interactive, and that's definitely, you know, something that are some strong points when you play Guild Ball. It's a very interactive game. So I think, you know, beer just kind of goes naturally with that. You're you're working with your opponent to have a fun game and, you know, play it out. So, Chris, what about you? What are a couple of things that you like to do in the non-competitive scene with the locals? So I think that a lot of people listening to this are probably pundits. They're probably more experienced players. And most of us have multiple guilds. And so one thing that I'll do is if I'm with a newer player... I'll just let them choose what I play. So it's not a matter of them constantly going against like some tournament list. It's just, hey, you choose my guild. I'll let you be able to see, you know, a new guild or a new captain or a player that you haven't seen on the field before. So uh, letting your, that kind of takes away some of the competitiveness right there because you're not having a finely tuned dialed in list against somebody that doesn't have as much experience. And so I think that's yeah. a that's a good tip for a more experienced player. Yeah, and something that I do along those lines is I'm going to toot my own horn here, but when I run events and stuff, the events that I enjoy more aren't the tournaments that we run or the tournaments that I even go to. What I love is just usually some kind of league or some kind of four-week event that you play with your group and I just love running it, getting new people excited about that. I also like, this is actually something I use to encourage veteran players as well. Because like, for example, we're running this, you know, new season four league we're doing, right? And I just posted about that this week. And something that I did is I'm like, hey, new players, this is a great opportunity to get games in, play, you know, once a week, you get some free stuff out of it and just, you know, enjoy the game. And for the veteran players, I was like, this is a great opportunity to play with a new guild. And for example, I'm going to be playing butchers in that league and <laughs> I'm not looking to play butchers competitively, but you know, I want to have fun with a new guild. I want to try some different things out. And I know Nick's playing navigators. I don't know what you were planning on playing Chris, but Oh, what think, a coincidence. Like, I'm also playing butchers in that league. You know, some new you experiences. Should, you should play something else. Anthony's <laughs> playing engineers and it's just that's what makes the game fun to me is when you can get people playing new things, get people excited about the game. I know we're going to do a rookie league probably sometime in the early spring. And there's a lot of people in our meta who are really excited about that rookie league. So it's just it's going to be a lot of fun in those non-competitive events because they're just they're very interactive. It's all about just having fun, getting games and trying new stuff. And Steamforge does a great job with those types of events and leagues and activities of creating a reward system that isn't just about winning. 
Yeah. And yeah. so I think that using that to your advantage in your meta, if you feel like your meta is getting a little bit too competitive or competitive enough to where you're discouraging other players or not as welcoming to other players that you would like to make feel welcome, using those non, non-winning metrics of success in those leagues is a really well, good way to go. I think that if you just play competitively, it's also easier to get burned out, right? Like, if you just sit here, practice on the clock, practice, you know, your turn one, practice into all the different guilds, you're just doing all this stuff gearing for tournaments, that can really burn a person out. And these kind of events lighten the mood. They are fun. They get everybody, you know, invigorated. And just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I mean, I for one... I mean, the most important thing to me is that I'm a good sport and that people have a fun time playing me. So, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there just is the best just opponent stop. in our new league that we're doing. Yeah, just I'm going to win that. I bet you don't. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. But, uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a fun-filled experience. Especially, especially if you play Butchers. It's like, good God, play a different guild. Play your what cooks. if I play? What if I play, <laughs> what if I play uh, Truffles the whole time? That could be fun. Oh. I'm done talking to you. So another thing you could do is what, Pete? What, like, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, so something else that I do, like, when I'm playing not as competitively, like I'm looking just to have uh, a good time, it's it's kind of like what Chris said where I'm not going to... So I might drop the guild that I'm trying to play and learn some tricks with, but maybe I don't drop my, like, A lineup right. Or basically, like, if I was playing Union... I might not play Rage into a team that I would normally play Rage into, and maybe I play Blackheart, and maybe I bring Grace, who I'm not probably going to bring Grace into any matchups that I do competitively. So maybe I bring her just to have some fun and, you know, try some goofy things against a player that I know is just, you know, they're more to have a good time as opposed to just smash face and compete. There's certain opponents that I, especially newer players, where I will not give them points, but maybe I'll leave more opportunities on the pitch for them to take advantage of like maybe putting the ball in a pretty bad spot where they should be able to get it and do something with it or leaving a model to get killed where they can get some victory points that way that way i'm not just stomping a new player they're getting some positive experiences out of the game yeah and i think that what you're also implying here is that it's kind of a good opportunity for you you to experiment with maybe combos that you haven't seen before or you know, playing uh, out of the out of the normal set of conservative or aggressive playstyle, depending on which models you're bringing. Like, it, it's probably good to see. Hey, how can I play a little bit more defensively with rage, uh, even though you don't typically do that in a tournament? Well, yeah, and you saw Chris this week, not just against you, but also other players. I tried to see if Avarice and Greed could work in you know a Union lineup in season four, so. I've been playing Avarice and Greed, even though I think a lot of Union players agree that he's not going to see a lot of pitch time competitively. Yeah, but spoiler alert, I, he doesn't work. I mean, he 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 hits things. I mean, he, he does damage. He's just slow and... Has one inch reach. One inch reach. <laughs> so that's another thing I would say about, you know, during this get good time is just if you're playing against somebody who you know, okay, I could beat this guy if I wanted to or beat this girl if I wanted to. Maybe take that time and use a model that you're not usually going to use or, you know, just maybe dial it down a little bit just so they can get more out of it 
than just you beating them over and over and over again. Yeah. I like to, uh, especially when I'm playing newer players or players who don't play as much, I like to pick random teams and I like to take those players who aren't like, I like to take a shark and try to kill things. Or I like to take a bear and try to score goals. Kind of do things that are fun, like funny, and, and make the yeah. game a little lighter. Like, oh, I'm going to score with this bear. You just watch, I'm going to score with this bear. And then you miss or you never get close, but it's funny that you're doing it and having fun with it. Yeah, and actually, a quick shout out to one of our locals. His name's Anthony. And for some reason, Anthony started to put his thoughts to a podcast. And you know, it's if you're looking for like super competitive things, obviously, you know, you're not going to go to a brand this new podcast. guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brand new guy. But and it's called New Ball, and it is on uh, Podbean. And Anthony, it's kind of interesting just to see how a new player thinks. So if you're a new player or even a season one, I I would just give it a listen, just because he he talks about some interesting things and he kind of tries to think some things out that a new player tries to kind of work their way through. So it's almost like as a new player, you're, you're listening to their ideas on how the game works or how they perceive it to work. And the reason why I bring up Anthony's podcast is because I listened to it and he was talking about how uh, mascots never score goals or it'll probably never happen in a game. And I was like, well, apparently you've never played a game with John Stokes (laughs) (laughs) because that happens all the time. I haven't done that in a while. I need to break that back out. Yeah, right? There's always that FAD goal, let me tell you. Yeah, I, I think that what you're bringing up is is interesting, Pete, especially from the standpoint of you normally don't... So many players are too busy telling a new player why what they're thinking is wrong that they're not always going through the process of like understanding how they're thinking about it. So I think that Anthony's podcast is giving us a really interesting window into at least one new player and like how they start taking things apart and how they start understanding guilds and those types of things. And so, and you can lose sight of that. If you're a more experienced player, you, you just, I, I see so many people that they maybe are just asking Hey, can I play with these models and these models together? And they just want to do it because they think it would be fun to have both those models on the field together. Whereas a more competitive player is like, you know, slamming that down because they're thinking, oh, that's not a good competitive pairing. And, and I think that we do people a disservice and it's a good reminder. And Anthony's podcast has kind of served to remind me of that. Yeah. And I mean, a good example of that is. I mean, just from what you brought up, Chris, the pig for butchers, right? Like competitively, if you wanted to, if you saw somebody bring, you know, the pig in truffles in a game, people would be like, man, (laughs) this guy's a fucking newbie. I mean, I'm going to smash him. But if you brought it just because like maybe you think it's a cool model or maybe, you know, you just like how it looks on the pitch and you like how you use it. In certain situations, I mean, that's fine. I mean, there's nothing to say that you can't bring whichever models you want just because you think it's a cool idea or you you like the aesthetics or you like the idea behind it. So I think a lot of times veteran players do like to smash, you know, dreams because they are like, oh, well, this is this is what works better and you need to bring this lineup. It's like, I'll bring what the yeah, hell I the, want, dude. The, the, yeah, I remember a story about uh, 
a guy that I knew in Salt Lake, Chief. You, uh, we've mentioned Matt Randall before. So Chief yep. went into a war machine store, and he just wanted to know if he could play hordes with an all alligator list. Yeah. Like like he was he was basically asking like, hey, can I can I play a, a minions army with only gators and nothing else, like no Which frogs you, you totally, or anything like that? You totally could do that, and and you, and you could, and that was the proper answer. But like all the people that were in the store kept telling him like all the things that would be wrong with him doing that, and he ended up never getting into into War Machine. Like in retrospect. And what I would do today is I would be like, okay, yes, you can. Here's how you can do it. And then, you know, recognize, hey, you're not going to get the most success, but like as a more experienced player, how can I give you some guidance so that you can have the fun that you're looking to have with that? And eventually you'll learn that it's not as competitive. Um, But should I probably be advising people on how to better use the pig and get the most out of the pig, even though I think the pig sucks right now? Like, yeah, I should probably be listening to what a new player is asking for and, and using my experience to try and help them get what they want. And yeah, they're they're not going to get as much of a competitive list, but that's not always what they're looking for. Yeah, I, I, and when somebody makes a list, you got to, instead of just squashing it and saying like, okay, that's terrible, you don't want to do that. Instead, what you should be saying is, okay, what are you trying to get out of this? And if the idea, you know, Chief was trying to get is just, I want to play an all-gator list, that seems awesome to me, a lot of fun, love the models, then it's like, okay, yeah, you can totally do that. Now, if he was saying, I want to do an all-gator list and I want to win a tournament, it's like, okay, well, that's probably not going to happen, but here are some gator models that work, right? So... I think in this get good corner, right, we got to just keep in mind that it's not always about the end game isn't always about winning. There are a lot of people out there that just love maybe the fluff or love the models or love, you know, this captain over that captain. And and just people need to remember that it's not just all about winning. Some people just like something because it's the idea behind it. Right. Yeah. For some people, it's just about having a fun filled game. And having a good experience, which I try to provide. <laughs> Bring it oh, back around. You're just, just ruining it. I'm just, ruining trying it. To, just trying to keep it in the pocket. <laughs> You're such a creep. All right, so so anything else that you guys would do or recommend for a player just to keep it casual, keep it fun, and just enjoying the hobby? Yeah, don't play Chris. <laughs> He's going to bug you about how much fun you're having. I'm gonna, I'm gonna constantly check in and make sure you're having a fun-filled experience. Um, yeah, I, I think that the other one is to, you know, be willing to play new things. Don't don't get so locked into. I need to make this work. Like we we just talked about being willing to help new players learn models that maybe you don't always take. I think that that also is important for experienced players to say, hey. Uh, how can I work in this model that I have not been using at all? That's a healthy thing to do. And it'll it'll and, make it more interesting and fun for you. And last thing I'll say for like just keeping it fun and just, you know, enjoying the game is just the hobby aspect of it. I think if you can get yourself into maybe not being the best painter ever, but maybe just enjoying like painting and maybe trying to just improve certain skills when you do paint, 
that can actually bring a lot of enjoyment in the hobby. Uh, for example, there's a couple of really cool things I've seen lately just from Twitter and Facebook for people doing modeling. Uh, one is, John, you're working on these zombie farmers, and they're they're turning out pretty cool, and I'm actually excited to see them rocking it out on the pitch. Yeah, just some basic colors and a lot of blood. Pretty easy. Yep. <laughs> and I cut but some, the idea I cut is some really cool, off. right? Yeah, I cut some limbs off. <laughs> Whose leg did you cut off? Taters. <laughs> Because he's no, leaning, tater. he's leaning on that shovel, so it looks like he's kind of like one leg and on the shovel. And... So he's he's kind of like Herschel from The Walking Dead. Yeah, <laughs> Herschel, <laughs> poor Herschel. I know the good old days. And then another one that I saw that was really cool. I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Chris Legal's. Uh, there are his butchers that he's doing, but he used a lot of green stuff to make them into Dragon Ball Z characters. Oh yeah, I saw that. So, like, he made Ox into Vegeta, and he made uh, Boar into Nappa, and they turned out pretty good. I'm, I'm really excited, excited to see where he takes that with the other models on that guild. I haven't watched Dragon Ball Z since, like, sixth grade, but I used to love some I know. Vegeta. It used to be so good. Yeah, so I think if you can get into the hobby aspect with painting, and maybe if you're good at conversions, uh, like Neil Burns, you brought him up earlier, Chris, his union look really cool. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Uh, remind me, I'm sure I have. He just, he, um, what did they look like? Is it just like? conversions just, that he did or? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of conversions, a lot of, like, he added, like, top hats and things to them, and, uh, there's another cool union theme that I saw where they were, like, a circus. Oh, okay. So, like, they had this, they had, like, the strong man, and they had, you know, the, just all sorts of different people that you'd see in a circus. Yeah. But that's, that stuff's really cool to see, and that's part of the game, that if you can really get into that, I mean, whenever we run an event, we do best painted model or best painted guild just because people, John will tell you, John gets competitive over a goal. <laughs> Crap, that's what I need to do. He, yeah, you <laughs> need to get a goal me. for your farmers. Uh, I'm not too farmers and I'm still working on the oh, White Walker goal. Well, yeah, but if you get a, if you get a farmer goal going and uh, you have like those zombie farmers, how awesome would it be if you had a Negan goal? That would be cool. Well, Chris, what was the idea that you gave me for my Gangs of New York goal? Oh, the uh, there's this great scene in Gangs of New York where Bill the Butcher is celebrating his defeat of Leonardo DiCaprio's father, Liam Neeson's character. And yep. there's a scene where he lights this shot glass on fire and he says something to the effect of, to defeat my enemies... I'll extinguish his life, and he he's gonna drink the the flaming shot the glass. Flame, yeah, yeah. And so uh, I I made the comment that you should do like a table with like a glass and like fire coming out of the glass, which you can do with like green stuff and things oh, like yeah. that. And so uh, oh yeah, that that like yeah. as soon as you told me that, I'm like, yep, that's my goal. I just need to figure out how I'm doing it. And luckily, Nick has a 3D printer, and he hooked me up, and now I'm putting it together and gonna gonna get it all going. The other one that would be sick for the Gangs of New York theme that you're doing with the Union is if you had, like, a pig hanging and, like, upside down. And you know that scene where, like, he's teaching them how to, like, kill someone and that, he's like, that's, that's a, wound, a wound, that's a kill. Like, how sick would it be if you had, like, a pig hanging open with, like, the guts open and then, like, you had a sign on the side that said, that's a wound or that's a kill. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. That would be sick, too. Anyway, sorry. I, I love coming up with these types of ideas. Yeah, um, and that's and that's the that's fun part, of, part the of the game, right? That's what we're talking about. So just 
kind of get into it. Just enjoy the game. I, I hope that some of the stuff we talked about will help help you and maybe your meta enjoy the game a little bit more. And I can tell you, like, one of those Steamforge events like the Rookie League or the Big League or just like an intro uh, league for new new players, that kind of stuff can really get your area fired up. So just that's where I would start. We got a couple of new guys in our meta that hopefully are going to get excited about this uh, this event that we're running. Yeah, Steamforge. We need some updated Season 4 rookie yeah, cards. Yeah, I think we got to wait on Icarus and Scourge, right? Uh, they're out, but we need, we need updates. So you're just saying, like, do you want new rookies or you want new rookie cards for no, the existing, no. existing ones? I, I want I want new rookie cards. Just to, just a little bit of season okay. four changes. Yeah, I mean that'd be fun. Like some of the the AOEs or you know the AOEs need to change. I think I think like Wendell needs to change to hit you know two damage on one like all the rest of the farmers yeah. or some, yeah. things like that. And then and the navigators need a rookie. And so this will be the last thing because I just thought about it and. I think Chris played in one of my Christmas tournaments I ran for War Machine. Were you there for that, Chris? Yeah, the one that was like with the three, the, it had like special rules for ice and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, each round there was a Christmas theme like scenario. So, for example, and this was a War Machine tournament, and this was for Christmas, there was one scenario where there was this big round AOE in the middle and if you pushed somebody while they were inside that, then they went like an extra D6 inches or something like that because it was like you're sliding on ice. And then there was another scenario where you could pick up and throw snowmen at other models to like knock them down. So if you are a TO doing some of those fun tournaments for your locals, obviously you aren't going to do that for your bigger events, but just doing some of those fun like holiday events for your local peeps, they're, they love that. Like, some of the competitive guys didn't like it because it was a little unpredictable, but I can tell you just from watching it, like some of our local guys like you, Chris, uh, um, John Campbell, and some other people, they just had a blast with those random scenarios that were holiday-themed. Yeah, I, I like those types of creative tournaments and events that just give you something else to do. Like One that I've been thinking about is how fun would it be to have a event where you incorporate weather effects into the game. So like at the beginning of the game, you roll a die and it determines like the weather, whether it's like raining or snowing or windy or whatever it is. And it like has a modifier to how the game is played. Like maybe, you know, everyone's sliding around because it's wet or maybe, you know, it's so windy that it's harder to kick or, or something like that. Like you could do really fun stuff. I like the idea of a of an all-star team event where you can kind of like draft players and create an all-star lineup. I also like the idea of doing a tournament where guild is randomly selected each round by the players. So you don't know which guild you're going to get. And it really would kind of test who really knows guild ball best of all the people that are there because you don't get to just tweak one lineup. You have to just play what's put in front of you. Yeah. So, I like that idea. That'd yeah, so kind of talking about all this fun stuff and, you know, this casual gaming that we love, what then this year in 2018 are some things that you guys thought Steamforge got right? So what are some things that, you know, it's like, man, that was awesome that Steamforge did this or that this year? Uh, I think that it's awesome that they listen to the meta. I think that the rules are cleaner in Season 4. 
I think they got that right. Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to go first. Is season four? I think just the cleanup, the the making the whole game easier, making you know all the wording easier. You know, I've been playing, you know, just slowly getting some of our guys out, and they're like, "Okay, this is my first season four game, but I need to know." And I'm like, "Well, everything got yeah. easier, really. Um, the wording's all easier. You know, just just things, little things like passing moves. So there's not give and go and pass and move. And now, I mean, I think I, I think the whole season four update was was right. I say one of the good. things I like about season four is that it's almost like you've been playing this guild for maybe two years. Cause that's what season three was. And now all of a sudden it's almost like you're playing a different guild because you can bring models that you didn't play in season three. Cause they were, you know, God awful. So the fact that, you know, now in union I can play Snakeskin and she's not terrible, right? She could have a play in the guild. Same thing with hunters, John, there's, you know, we didn't use Chaska because he seemed like a giant, influence sync in season three but now right. in season four sorry chaska and he, he can just tear people up yeah. now yeah chad's been having a blast with granite i mean granite's good and, it, and that was a model that was never yeah. played yeah and, and same thing with butchers you know chris is playing now a bunch of models that he hadn't he quite, wasn't quite using in season uh season three so oh um, no that i was, was still one... using them well, i like... just wasn't happy with them <laughs> and what like no boiler like boiler sucked a bag of dicks and now is good <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Shank. Chris was using Shank, and now he's actually good. Yeah, I, well, Shank, I was getting more out of than fucking Boiler. No, it's because you're not. You, well, listen to our get That's good right. segment. Get good. So, so yes, yeah, Steam Forge to kind of tie that nicely in a bow. Their updates to season four, I think, were a major win. I think making the game more accept accessible to players, new players, it was a great call, and they really did a lot to achieve that whether that means uh the as much as i didn't like that they kind of invalidated all of my kickstarter exclusive models that i had worked hard to collect i think that making those models available again to people so there isn't this sick high aftermarket uh you know black market on them uh i think that was a good decision they've just made everything more accessible to the player and I like that business model. I think it'll prove productive for them and uh, definitely better than what GW does. And something else that I think that that Steamforge has done right this year is in 2018, the, at least in the United States, this seemed to be more of an impact than I think in other places, is Steamforge said that if you run a tournament that is over 30 people, Basically, that pers- the winner gets a ticket to SteamCon for free. And you can argue about the implementation of it and whether certain things were followed through. But I think the idea of that alone inspired people in the United States to throw these bigger tournaments. And I can tell you, in 2018, there was a butt-ton of great tournaments throughout, especially the East Coast of the United States, that had over 30 people. And I... I didn't see that before then, you know, there weren't that many big tournaments besides your big, nasty, traditional, you know, spring flings and, you know, Adepticon and all those big tournaments. And it seems like almost every month of the year in 2018, there was a big like 30 man tournament you could go to. Yeah. And I know John was really excited about getting his free StimCon ticket. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do I mean, but all seriousness, though, you got a free we did, swag bag out of it, time. right? Because you won yeah, and got was, a free ticket. 
Yeah, I beat Pete. God damn it. <laughs> stupid bear. <laughs> well, the bear's not stupid. Pete was stupid. That's fair. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was something I was really excited to see in 2018, and I hope that keeps people inspired to keep running these tournaments in 2019, which so far it looks like. Yeah, we got a lot of big ones coming up. Yep. All right, what, what else you guys got? Positive things Team Forge did. Anything else you guys got? Um, I think uh, we just talked about, I thought rookies were a great, or a great thing. That was fun. Yeah, oh, that yeah. was cool. The rookie, the rookie league was really fun. And I like the, the rookie models that they, that, I like that they adapt and they like have models that kind of fit the season or fit the, uh, you know, just creative, cute ideas that are out there. I, I like that they do that with the models. Yeah, I enjoy Yeah, it. I'd say, go ahead. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I was trying to stop you. Go ahead. <laughs> so kind of like what I was going to say, though, is you only have like, what, 13 models in your guild or you only have, you know, 15, whatever your guild has. And I agree. It's definitely cool that they put out these alternate sculpt models just because, you know, it can get a little dull looking at the same models on the opposite side of the pitch. And it's cool when you see something different. And a lot of those Alternate sculpt models are just beautiful models. Yeah, speaking of like they did, like they're doing the launch kits in these minor guilds. I love the alternate sculpts for the minor guilds too. Yep. So let me ask you guys this: talking about minor guilds and talking about the random six-man packs that are coming out, like the exiles and the, you know, what whatever you want to call them. Do you guys think that those models from the exiles and the minor guilds? Do you think those were successful in 2018. I thought we we're just trying to be positive. No, I'm just I'm asking because I'm not no, talking they, about they like clearly need to split them up out of that six man box. Okay, so and 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 weren't... they will. I think that they will. I, I think Steam Forge has been very receptive to feedback. Okay, what about the minor guilds? Then do you guys think those were successful? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a long term plan for them, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to see all of them in one giant release, right? Because that would just be impossible to accomplish. But I would say that the minor guilds have freshened the game up a little bit because you you have these new guilds coming out, which everybody that plays a miniature game loves. You love to see new stuff come out. And it's a new team, but they're not super broken where it's going to break the game and then it's going to need a severe rebalance really quickly like you saw with the farmers, right? So it, I think it was successful because they're fun to play. The models, for the most part, look good, especially those new Navigators models. Have you guys had a chance to look at those yet? Nope. Mine just got shipped out today, I hope. They're super <laughs> clean. Those, those molds you, are clean and, as hell. Like, even looking for mold lines, it's really difficult to even find a mold line in that new Navigator box. And... I think the Navigators is probably the best example, though, of how they're a fun model or they're a fun guild. The models look good, and the Navigators actually have a lot of playability. And the Navigators are going to win some events just because they are a solid guild that you you just better be ready to play them because they play a little different. You know what would be an actual really cool idea with like the way that everything's being released because they definitely want to release things in like packs like the six-man boxes and things like that 
Yeah. How sick would it be if they did this, right? Like the the minor guilds clearly are suffering a little bit from the only having one captain thing, right? Like the minor guilds, generally speaking, are not as good as the major guilds. Yeah. How awesome would it be if instead of them having to worry about all sorts of new releases, what if they put together like a three-man pack for each minor guild? So you buy the regular six-man box, and then you buy a three-man pack, one of which is a new captain, and then the other two models in the pack are like the variant sculpts of the major guild crossover models. Yeah. That way somebody can like go and they don't have to worry about buying like a six man box. They're only buying an additional pack that relates their team. The minor guilds in their case get that like an additional captain and then the two crossover models so that a new player can expand. And then for the major guilds, they get like their, um, they get the crossover models from the minor guilds, but re-sculpted for the major guild theme. And then their third model in the pack would be those new models that push them up to 13. The ones that are currently in the six-man box. Well, so something I've heard other people talk about is that down the line, and this probably won't happen until most of the minor guilds are out, is that maybe one of the next community events down the road might be the minor guilds competing to become a major guild. And that would be a good example of, okay, maybe the Falconers and, you know, maybe the Rat Catchers are the two guilds that won and they're going to become a major guild now and they get this new captain and they get these models over here. So I think that pack would be a great idea for something like that, like a community event where the minor guilds competed and the winners get to be, you know, major guild. Yeah, Which is kind of cool. cool because if you follow soccer, like in the Premier League, if you have the I lowest don't. amount of points, you actually swing out of the major league and basically go into the minor league, right? So basically, if you don't play well enough, you get kicked down. <laughs> so what if they have a, a major guild have to drop down and then you just completely use the lose the use of one captain in the major yeah. guild? Yeah, so like maybe the Brewers, you know, they get knocked down by the rat catchers and Esters is the only captain you can use now. I love it. <laughs> I, I would love to see relegation. That's awesome. I, I, that's one thing well, I love because, about European soccer. And then, you're, and then you're like, you can't use Spigot because Spigot's out of your guild. And you can't use <laughs> Stoker because, you know, maybe he's a traitor. And, you know, Mash is dead, so you can't use him. So you only have, you know, eight models you can use. That would be so funny. People would be and so it pissed. It would fit the fluff, though. Yeah, they would be super pissed. But it would be awesome. <laughs> guild ball relegation. Love it. All right, so the last, you know, about 10, 15 minutes, if we're going to talk about him that much, is our uh, captain of the week. Speaking of things Steamforge got right, because it's hilarious. That's that's right, veteran captain Salt. So they, for those of you that are new, they released this model because, especially in England for some reason, there's a lot of people that wanted Captain Salt to be a thing for the fishermen. And it's a joke. They kept on asking for it, so one day on April Fool's Day, Steamforge decided to print it up and make it a model that you could buy. Yeah, that was so funny. Like, it's a prime example of how Steamforge just kind of has their pulse on the on the meta, and like yeah. those, 
you know that they're reading like the uh what's it called the discord and the, the facebook and the twitter like you know that they're paying attention to it because that veteran captain salt thing was all over those social media formats and they 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 never said anything official about it until that model dropped yeah and people were like is this something you can actually buy or is this just a very very mean you know <laughs> very very mean april fools day right. april fools i remember good I remember getting on it and like adding it. I'm I'm adding it to my cart. Okay, I'm going to check out. Okay, when does it say? Haha, I got you. <laughs> like yeah. And then I actually ordered it. I'm like, okay, they took my money. <laughs> I better get something here. And it actually it was a model. You did get it, John, right? Yeah, I've got it. So it's a cool little model. This this actually and it's not legal for any kind of tournament or anything like that. So don't roll up to a tournament trying to trying to play this model in your in your twelve, right? So, looking at it, though, the card is hilarious. So, we talked about this when it came out, but what are your some of your favorite things on this card about Veteran Captain Salt? The best thing on the card is Swashbuckled. There's a character, okay. play. There's a character play where both players must speak in a pirate accent. The first player to forget to do so is a big old loser, and their opponent gains <laughs> one VP. <laughs> you can do that once per turn. Arr, yes. But it is sustained. <laughs> <laughs> So each turn, someone's going to activate this model and do that pretty early on. Yeah, and you, but you can hit it on the playbook, which is huge. <laughs> That's and an easy way to get some VP if somebody just is going to screw that up all the time. Push dodge and swashbuckled. My favorite part with it probably is the fact that it has a rule on the back of his card, a character trait, and it is basically Dread Pirate Salt, which is just one of the best character traits you could have. For all you Princess Bride fans out there, it's such a good, it's such a good reference. And so, what what that? Well, let's 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 break down this card like someone was actually going to play it. Like, because I mean, there's all sorts of little goodies in here that are like fun and funny. But like, yeah. let's break it down like we would actually do a real captain's breakdown. So that. So what is this captain good at? Yeah. So so that dread captain salt means that he's able to do counterattacks without spending momentum. And it's not once per turn. So you could counterattack everybody that comes to attack you. Yeah. For free. It's like multiple poised. So I, I think that that's pretty cool. He keeps the where they go just like what the original model had, which is kind of something that defines him. And then I thought that this was just kind of funny. He had like his stat line is just dope like <laughs> there's so many things that are fun about a stat line uh the movement is six and a half inches on a jog and then nine inches uh for the sprint and so um the reason why i bring that up is that's perfect for a uh measuring tape instead of somebody trying to have a six and a half inch widget so hey, there, are half, there are half inch widgets out there okay yeah but people don't have them in their gill ball bags <laughs> but <laughs> they're in their uh, war machine bags. He's got a seven tack, so and his his playbook is only only five columns, so he's gonna like rap for days. And a four nine kick, so arguably one of the best kicks in the entire game. His <laughs> defense is a five, armor's a one, so he goes above that net five rule that Steamforge has had of you know defense and armor together equaling five like he goes to six. Okay, so 
So what are some, just looking at him, he has, obviously stats are kind of janky, but they're actually pretty good. Yeah, they what are. are some mo- what are some models that would go really well with him? And what? one model that's... <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't know. What the... I think the, no, so, I think the no, union so, models, the union models would go very well with him. Everyone assumes well, because that he's, he's not, a fisherman, he's, but he's not. <laughs> he's actually not designated to a one guild. It just says GB on the back of it. Yeah. So let's let's suppose you are playing him with fishermen because that would make sense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so one model that definitely you would want to bring with him is Angel, just because. She has get over here salt, right? So he gets his seven and a half inch dodge towards her, and then he can go do all his shenanigans after that. And then obviously you're gonna bring you're gonna bring tentacles. Tentacles is able to you tag know along. tag along and blind people <laughs> coming in. Oh man. <laughs> so, Alright, so we got three so we have three models. We need three more models to make this work. Okay, let's see who we got here. Um, um Always Siren. Always Siren. Which siren? Original. Seduce, seduce him, get him, kick the ball to you or something. Yeah, but seduced is just not as good as it used to be. You're playing veteran Captain Salt. Who cares? Dude, you got to get four inches next to that model. Okay. Get veteran Captain Salt the ball and he'll go score from anywhere. Who cares? <laughs> All right, siren, you're going to die, but get the ball for your captain. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Okay, so I think that because you're bringing Angel, you obviously bring Fathom. Yeah, why not? Sure. And uh, then after that, I mean, so we'll, we'll we'll bring Siren just because John said Siren. So, what's Siren. our last model then? I would probably go with maybe Kraken, just because like if you look Hold at down Salt's, the center. well, if you look at Salt's playbook, he has an incredible <laughs> on five successes, an incredible triple push, triple dodge. So like he actually can do all sorts of control stuff too. Yeah. And so having that other control model of being able to, like, p- push people all over the pitch would probably be pretty dynamic. So so it's almost like on five successes, he gets two where where you goes on, in an activation. Like, so yeah. his, his threat very realistically is something in the neighborhood of, like, 9, 18, 22, and then let's say he gets that triple dodge. You're talking about a 25 inch threat, yeah, and th- yeah, and that's just... and that's reasonable. Like on a charge, you get seven tack and uh, plus four, so you're rolling eleven tack on a five a five column playbook. Hey, and Salt's pretty, you know, pissed off too because if you look at it, he actually does a ton of damage. Uh, kind of. No, look look at his damage output. Yeah, I know, but he, he it's kind of backwards because he goes momentous two, then momentous yeah. one on two successes. Two, da- two damage on one, man. He'll mess you up. And then he has no fisherman, three damage and then skips right to four damage on five successes. So very realistically, I think people can wrap with this model. They can get a triple push, triple dodge, so you can rearrange the whole board and get on the wrap a momentous two damage. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's just ridiculous. That's awesome. <laughs> and he has 13 boxes for some reason. I don't know why. Or even better, you charge, you get the, you know, wrap by one, get the tackle, push, dodge, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Again, 25-inch 20, threat, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so is he, if you play him for fun, are you just trying to get, like, straight out three goals, or 
I mean, you could, with Kraken, you could get two takeouts relatively. Depends on who I'm playing. Some yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if I'm playing somebody, I think, no, if I'm playing this, then no, I'm probably trying to kill things with him because it's funny. <laughs> well, and yeah, you can just I, no, get victory points by using your vi- your pirate voice. I say that I'm going to get you know three takeouts and the rest are swashbuckled points. <laughs> you, no, just I mean they stay you very reasonably could be like two goals, a takeout, and two swashbuckled points. Like you, you very go. reasonably could do that. Throw oh, a mascot from, kill in there while you're at it. Yeah, all so from you salt. could just kill mascots <laughs> with veteran Captain Salt. Yeah, just swashbuckle and kill mascots. And then he basically, if you're looking at like the back of the card, he gets I'm on a boat, <laughs> and so. I'm on a boat gives you the basically the the character trait is that when he uses the where where'd you go or where'd they go he he gives everyone else a two inch dodge or yeah. well no 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 sorry everyone within two inches of him that's a friendly model gets a four inch dodge so like when he does where they go anybody anybody that's within his two inches gets where they go as well. Like, he's going to be able to reposition the whole board. Yeah. Basically, this model is like a non-tournament legal version of tournament legal scalpel. This would be... So, which one's better, scalpel or salt? Uh, Probably still scalpel. (laughs) As a tournament (laughs) legal model. No, salt, just because... Just because of, like, the weird stuff, like the tax 7 and 5 five column playbook like some of that weird stuff going above the net five defense armor uh yeah yeah, this 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 veteran captain salt is just better than scalpel but like it's amazing because when i look at it like they're pretty comparable (laughs) yeah and i mean looking at it it's just this this is what we're talking about with steamforge getting it right they just they do a lot of stuff like this where it's just you know it's a nod to the community it, it's going to be fun if you play it. It's not tournament legal, but it just keeps your meta fresh and just something enjoyable for people to see. Yeah, so for those that are feel like their meta is too competitive or people aren't having fun, there you go. You break out a veteran Captain Salt, put it on the table and be like, you're playing this today. Get ready to get <laughs> swashbuckled to death. Better get your pirate accent out because I'm going to swashbuckle oh, you. By the way, you mentioned that he has 13 boxes. He kind of has the equivalent of 16 boxes because they gave, basically gave him reanimate on the back of the card, too. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and read that because that's one of my favorite character traits that he has. Okay, so there's a difference between mostly dead and all dead. Again, a nod to the Princess Bride. Princess Bride, yep. Uh, that's the name of the character trait. Once per turn, when the model is reduced to zero hit points before suffering the taken out condition, this model may recover three hit points and shake his tiny fist at those who have wronged him. <laughs> so, it's not quite reanimate. You can't, like... It doesn't enable you to take the conditions off so he doesn't stand back up if you've knocked him down. But no. he's going to just stand there in his last last breath and get a, get a three more three more victory, or hit points. Hopefully no, he so countered and got swashbuckled on the counter before he died. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's right. And if you notice, you know, down on the bottom, he's a cop. He's not only a captain, he's a top lad. <laughs> I did not see that. He's a top lad, veteran, April Fool. <laughs> <laughs> Fools, all of you. 
Yeah, this model needs to be broken out more, and I I think playing him in a pirate list of... Uh, like Sakana? Yeah, well, no, 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 I mean a pirate list like uh, Gutter and like the Union. Oh. Or playing him in like a fisherman list obviously makes sense. Uh, playing him in a navigator's list would be fun. Like, there, there's a lot of really cool options with this veteran yeah. captain salt model that are just hilarious. I want to play him in yeah. an all animal list. There you go. In one of uh, Lon Sims' Guild Ball uh, mascot teams. Arg. There you go. <laughs> also, yeah. the character art on this is just awesome because he's like on the card and he's got like that bandana on and yeah. the sword. Like, yeah. Just such a cool model, he's such a big, cool thing big, that Steam Forge totally got right, and doesn't his big gold hoop earrings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like to everybody listening, you got to get this model on the table and just have some fun with them. Like I, I think everyone just kind of owes it to themselves themselves to do that, especially if they've been really competitive and feel stressed at all. Like break this model out, have a fun game, and you know just enjoy it. Yeah, you want to have a good time? Take veteran Captain Salt in a six pack. All right, so any parting blows that you guys have now that we're kind of done talking about the old Captain Salt? Arg. Chris's homework is to send out uh, ox cards. Yeah, Chris, get on it. Well, we need to get some some addresses from the people that we announced tonight. So, Yep, so Chris will be uh, making contact with those two. Uh, the other winners, you'll be getting your cards soon. I'll make sure Chris sends them out. <laughs> Uh, parting blow that I had is since we're talking about veteran captain salt foreshadowing for the next couple weeks here, we're going to start talking a little bit more about the old fishermen. Yeah. Yeah. Those are going to be our next, uh, veteran captain salt was like our, our first featured captain for moving into them fishermen. Yep. And we're going to try to see if maybe we can get a professional fisherman onto the podcast. Ooh, that's a good teaser. <laughs> I feel so teased right now. I mean, if you do that, you know we're going to talk about fishing a lot more when we're going to talk about Ball. Yeah. So I, really, I love I, me some fishing. I don't see a problem with that either. Roll dice, throw us all, or out. <laughs> <laughs>